UGA Football News presents today's sports report. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. All right, welcome to today's sports report, a presentation of Bailey Hall and Brigette LLC and UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. It's our very great uh, joy to have with us today Orson Charles. Of course, uh, all UGA football fans know about Orson. He played for uh, Georgia back in 2009 to 2012, tied in for the University of Georgia. And uh, he's actually the one who made Aaron Murray famous, but we won't bring that up because Aaron Aaron might get a little upset about that. Uh, the, the Aaron had, uh, Orson had a great uh, career at the University of Georgia. Uh, first team all SEC 2011. And uh, then went on to play uh, seven years in the NFL. And now he's a businessman, an awful busy man these days. But it's great to have Orson Charles with us. Orson, how are you doing these days? I'm doing well in yourself. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to, good to have you. Uh, you know, we've, we've had the opportunity to have on some of our uh, former Georgia Bulldog players. And we love to talk to them, especially about the fact that here, you know, the University of Georgia, obviously, won the national championship uh, in 2021, beating Alabama 33-18. We can never say that enough or enjoy that uh, statement <laughs> enough. But, uh, you know, we, we've, we've talked uh, a lot with our uh, former players. And, and I love to get your reactions, How you know, where you were when Georgia won the championship and what your emotions uh, were as a, as, as a former player watching UGA win the first championship uh, that it's won in football since 1980. So how about you? Where were you and uh, what went through your heart and mind as all that was happening? To be honest, I was at the house. I had a few friends over, had a few family members over, and I was just at the house. But the thing is, leading up to that game, I knew they were going to win. Like, you was not going to beat us twice in the same year. I know Kirby was not going to allow that to happen. And then I also know that Alabama was probably on that high horse. But the fact that we had we had another opportunity to achieve and get what we wanted, I knew we were going to win. And the moment that that happened, tears rolled down everybody's eyes. We were jumping up and down, celebrating. And I was like, dang, we we finally did it. We finally did it. And I was so proud of those boys. They did it in fashion, too. So proud of them. Yeah, it was a it was a really a magical season and and i was thinking about you being a tight end uh, a great career at uh, uga went on to play in the nfl and and i was thinking about the current tight end room at the university of georgia i mean my word you got brock bowers uh certainly going to be an all-american if he re- repeats what he did last uh, season for georgia then you got darnell washington oscar delp erika gilbert and you got some other guys in there. Have you ever seen a tight end room like that at UGA or at any other college? It, it's pretty impressive, right? If I want to be honest, you want to play tight end at the next level. You want to be a traditional, great athletic tight end. You go to the University of Georgia. Yeah. So I think they're starting to, everybody's starting to realize that. And I love Todd for actually utilizing the tight end because we're mismatched. Like it's hard to put a corner on us, it's hard to put a linebacker on us, it's definitely hard to put a safety on us. So you gotta utilize the weapon we have, and Todd is doing a wonderful job doing that. 
And I can't wait to see how they repeat it this year because I know he's going to have to move them around and utilize everybody in that room because talent is coming. Yeah. And uh, by the way, do you ever, do you ever talk to Todd Monken and uh, give him uh, some advice on, listen, you know, you, you got these studs over here at tight end. <laughs> Let, let's use them some more. Do you have to? Have you ever talked to him about that or has, has he just – He's recognized what he's got and he's going to use it, right? Exactly. No, I haven't I haven't talked to him. The last time I talked to him, I came down for that Arkansas game. And then we kind of exchanged some words because I met Todd at since at Cleveland when I was playing. He was the OC. So he was doing the same thing at Cleveland what he's doing now at UGA. So I knew the tight end group was going to have a fantastic year. Yeah, and they're very very impressive. And of course, you got to have a quarterback, you know, to get yes. to get the ball to these guys, you know, Stetson Bennett, I, what a story. I mean, really, <laughs> what what a story. I, I was picking at Aaron Murray, you know, did an interview with him, and I, I, I was kind of picking at him a little bit. You know, somebody somewhere is going to make the Stetson Bennett movie. Mm-hmm. And I told Aaron, I said, Aaron, you know, you would be a perfect fit to, to play the leading role of Stetson Bennett. Well, you know, it takes a quarterback to get uh, the ball to our tight ends. Yeah. And the quarterback, you know, to steer the ship as you're you're on the field. You know, Stetson Bennett, uh, quite an amazing story mm-hmm. uh, that Stetson Bennett is. And even to this day, you know, there, there are still those doubters who are saying, you know, is this really the guy? Now, I'm convinced he's won a national championship. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? I'm convinced. <laughs> I, you know, and, and I think he's 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 ready to go for another season. What is your impression of just you know your outside impression of Stetson Bennett, and and what are the what do you think are the intangibles that has made him the success in spite of all that he's faced that he that he's made? What do you think it is about Stetson Bennett? I'm going to answer that last question. That's going to initially answer that first. It's his heart. It's his want to be great. Is being that quarterback and being that leader. You can't coach up heart. That's not something you can do. You either have it or you don't. And I, I believe, I haven't talked to him. I, I talked I, I talk a little to his dad, but I believe that his culture, his background, his family installed all that heart in him for him to translate that to the field. And then the teammates, everybody, like everybody just rallied to him. I, I, I do believe that this is a story that needs to be produced. I can't wait to see it. I'm so proud of him. And I do. Be- I also do believe that all the negativity that he's hearing, he's using that to fuel him up. And that's what great competitors do. So everybody can keep on talking. I have my money on him. We're going We're going back to the ship again. Yeah, I, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, of course, you know, Arch Manning is the big deal now. Everybody's trying to, to recruit Arch Manning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's an excellent quarterback. Number one uh, prospect for 2023. Uh, if, if you had the opportunity to sit down with Arch and, and say, Arch, now look, I, I know you've looked around at Texas. You've looked around at Alabama. For some strange reason, you want to go to Gainesville to talk to the Gators. I can't understand oh, that, you know. At all. But, at all. But, but, but listen, Arch, this is why you need to go to the University of Georgia and play football uh, quarterback for the University of Georgia. What, what would you tell Arch? Look at our track record. I mean, look at Aaron breaking and setting all those records. Look at Stanson. Like, look at who we had at quarterback and look where they went. Even, like, 
just look at your track track record. I don't think I don't think any of that is false. Like, yeah, you can go to Alabama or yeah, you can go to all those other schools, but there's only one Georgia, and we're only going uphill from here. Yeah, you know, Kirby has set such a culture, hadn't he? I mean, he's he has. My wife worries about uh, about Kirby Smart. She says, "Is he intent that intense all the time?" I, I, I assure her, but I'm sure there are times when you know he he's kind of cool and uh, he's a little subtle. But uh, what a standard uh, Kirby Smart has has set. Uh, said he building on the legacy, you know that uh, George has had uh, with his coaches Mark Rick and uh, but but Kirby Smart has done a fantastic job at Georgia. Just you know. I don't know how you can put into words how good it's been. Do you? You can't. You can't. You just got to enjoy that process that they're going through and just watch it and soak it in because you know that it's going to be for a period of time. So Coach Rick was there for, you know, a few decades and Kirby's going to be there, you know, for a few decades as well. So I think you just really just sit there and just admire all the hard work he's done and, and see how how quickly he did it. Like, yes, a lot of people wanted it in that first or two years, but hey, everybody relax, calm down. He was he, he putting all the pieces in a puzzle, puzzle together so we can get that national championship. So I can only imagine now that he's tasted it, he's going to want to keep going back for more. Yeah, he's, he's ready to go. Now we're less than 80 days away from the kickoff of the 2022 uh, football season. Georgia, of course, opens the season against Oregon. September 3rd at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. You know, now the target obviously is on the back of the University of Georgia. They are the defending national champions. Everybody's going to be coming uh, to gun for them. Uh, What is your expectation for the coming season for UGA? Forget about what we did last year. What we did last year, it doesn't matter. If you want to be great, if you want to be known as one of the best teams in history, do it again. It's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah, and of course, you know, there's a lot of discussion about Georgia losing the players that it lost, those frontline players on the uh, UGA defense. Obviously, it was an, an historic, uh, you know, defense for the University of Georgia, not just for our institution, but in college football as well, one of the mm-hmm. best defenses uh, ever. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the uh, Georgia uh, defense rebuilds and stacks back up and get ready to go. I think uh, probably a lot of those players are going to want to show everybody, hey, there's still a pretty good defense here, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, well, listen, uh, I did want to touch on something with you. You know, a lot of things have changed in college football since the days that you were playing at the University of Georgia. You know, back back when you were playing, if somebody had walked up to you and and said, Orson, uh, tell me about, you know, are you going into the transfer portal? You would have had absolutely no idea what in the world they were talking about. And then if uh, somebody had mentioned to you about an NIL deal, then you would have, you know, they would you would not know what they're talking about. And the idea that college players now can have endorsement deals. So a lot of things have changed in college football since uh, you were playing, and and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. What, what do you think about all of this stuff? Is it uh, is it good? Is it bad? Is it okay? Is it you know what do you think about this? So the transfer portal, I I will agree. I don't agree if you kind of commit to it and then you kind of get upset because things don't play out based off of your skill set and what you 
bring to the table. That I don't agree, but I will agree if you commit to a university and the coaches say they're going to do this, that, and the third, and you do that, and they still don't play you, then I, I will agree that you should transfer to a school that better fits you. Now, as far as getting paid and having an endorsement, I do, they should have been do that. They should have been did that because it's kind of hard to ask a student athlete to perform and keep a two-point Oh, GPA and then still practice and go to study hall with no money in their pocket. I know when I was playing, you know, I would save up all my money that they gave us so I can bring my mom up to see the game. A lot of a lot of kids really didn't have that privilege to do that. So them getting paid, I, I agree. I definitely agree. They should have got paid a while ago. But now it's more so, OK, guys, you are getting paid, you are getting endorsement. How are y'all utilizing your money? Are y'all saving? Are y'all preparing yourself for the longevity if you're, if you're a freshman, sophomore, or junior and plan to stay for your senior year? Yeah. I, and, and, you know, it, it kind of blows your mind when you read that the, um, for instance, Arch Manning has a $3.1 million NIL, you know, possibility. I mean, it, it just really kind of blows your mind and yeah. a lot of high school students now i understand are are getting agents and yeah. uh, you know exploring deals and boy it's a different world in college football right <laughs> it is it is it's a lot of pressure on the kids so not only are you asking the kids to figure out what school they want to go to and what course they want to study what they want to study when they go to school now you're putting a lot of money in their pockets and truth be told they probably don't know what to do with that money so i think yes give them the endorsement but also back it up with a, like a financial literacy course so they'll be able to hold on to their money as long as they can yeah i do do you know if a lot of schools are offering something like that is i don't i don't i don't yeah, yeah and they would be your hope because a lot of these guys you know the the circumstances uh, coming out of out of out of high school going into college they come from homes where you know monetarily maybe they don't have a lot and yeah. uh, their families are struggling and uh, they've never really you know been exposed to having a lot of money in their pocket yeah. so it can be a challenge for them right yes it definitely can you know well, I, I just wanted to go over the schedule with you for the university of georgia I've circled some games that are going to be a little challenging, I think, for Georgia. Of course, if you play in the SEC, every game's going to be challenging. I mean, if you're <laughs> exactly. on the road, you know that. If you're on the road, if you're at home, man, I mean, it, it's it's a grueling, grinding thing. And for Georgia to do what they did last year, go undefeated, is pretty amazing. But obviously, the Oregon game. Now, Oregon's going to come in, I think, ranked number 10, probably. That, that is kind of the projection for them, so it's going to be a top ten matchup. Most most ranking services have Georgia at number three, behind Alabama and Ohio State. Then you Georgia and Oregon. So you know, kind of put yourself in the place of the University of Georgia. Now you're coming off the national championship. You have this this high profile game on the opening uh, weekend, a pretty significant game. It's at Mercedes Benz, national TV audience. What what? <laughs> What, what is your mindset going into a game like that, knowing that you've won the national championship and, hey, let's let's go at it again? What, yeah. What's that going to be like? Yeah, so I, I definitely believe, because I've talked to Kirby, I've talked to Kirby and a lot of the guys on the staff, I definitely believe that they're done talking about that national championship that, they, that we won last year. 
because if you keep hanging on with you and what we did last year, you're going to have a horrible season this year. So I already know, I already know that they're done talking about that. But you play Georgia football. What got you, what got you to the natty last year is going to get you to the natty again. You hit everybody in the mouth, play defense, and then you score points. Give the tight end the ball, hit them in the mouth, and then uh, let's walk away with our W and go on to the next game. Nobody's going to, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for Oregon to play a team like us because I don't know if anybody in their conference is hating like we're hitting. I don't know if anybody in their conference, I think it's the Pac-12, I don't know if anybody in their conference has a defense like we do. So yes, we lost a lot of players, but those coaches is what's installing that defensive scheme. So we know that it worked. We just have different players. So the players just got to buy in and listen to the coach, forget about what they did last year. And this is a whole new year. Prove, prove yourself and do it again. Yeah, I, I imagine Dan Lanning is having a lot of conversations uh, oh, yeah. with the Oregon Ducks saying, look, okay, you know, this is a different kind of deal now. You, you're mm-hmm. about to hit the meat grinder here. So the, that'll be interesting. Now, the first uh, SEC game, uh, the conference game, is on September 17th. Georgia will go to South Carolina. Now, a lot of hype around South Carolina. They've improved their roster tremendously. And uh, Shane Beamer's doing a good job over in South Carolina through the portal, through recruiting. He's, he's uh, had some victories in recruiting. That's a, that, that's, and that's a weird 12 o'clock game. I mean, you know, why is Georgia-South Carolina a 12 noon game on September 17th when it's going to be 100 degrees probably <laughs> in, uh, in Columbia? So, you know, you, you go into that game. It's a 12 noon game against South Carolina. South Carolina is going to be sky high. That stadium's going to be rocking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, like you say, immediately Georgia needs to take control and just stay in control of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the only that's the only way I feel that we'll win. But even if we get even if we get behind, I, I, I believe in trusting our defense. They say defense won championship and that 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 was definitely a test last year. So why not this year? Now I used to hate playing at South Carolina. I used to hate playing when we had to go against Steven Garcia. Oh, um, yeah. but those with the good game. Like yeah. those are those are the games that you go to Georgia and want to play South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, like Kentucky. Like those are the games that you come to Georgia and want to play because you know you got to play them twice a year. Yeah, yeah. And Stephen Garcia was he was a he was a good player. He, he was he a nice <laughs> man. I know. So uh, you know that's going to be an interesting game. Then Georgia has Auburn October the eighth, and that'll be at Georgia. You know, it, it depends on how Auburn's doing at that point in their season. Not exactly, you know, there's not a lot of expectations for Auburn, but still, when you play Auburn, when Georgia yeah. plays Auburn, you know, between yeah, the yeah, edges or over on the plains, it's a mess, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't take you can't take anybody for granted because that team would definitely beat you. So you got to respect all your opponents. Then you got Florida, October 29th. Uh, that'll be a 3.30 game. Well, what, what was the favorite time for you to play a game? 12 noon, 3.30, 7 o'clock? What was your favorite time to play a game? Sir, if you want me to be honest, uh, whenever I put them pads on and helmet, that was my favorite time. Going between the hedges or going to the, like going playing Auburn or Florida. Like Anytime I had an opportunity to put that shoulder pads and helmet on and be with my boys, that was my favorite time playing. So we could, we could have played at 9 o'clock a.m. <laughs> and I would have been excited playing. <laughs> See, that's a player, brother. That is yeah. a player. That's, that's somebody ready to roll. Now, Florida's already talking some smack 
you know, some of their players have already, you know, you know, they're they're talking some some chalkboard, you know, material of things that they're saying. Uh, but boy, that'll be an intense game. Billy Napier, you know, the new head coach at at Florida, uh, trying to establish himself. Georgia's beaten Florida now consecutively for a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that. that boy, that's going to be something too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the game is traditionally played in uh, obviously every year in Jacksonville. Do you like that? Should it be should it be home and home? What do you think? So that's the thing. I love when we pulled up at Jacksonville Stadium and then you automatically see the split blue and red. Like it gives me chills even thinking about it and I get excited. I love that, but I would have loved to play in the swamp. I would have loved to play in the swamp and beat Florida and left. Like I would have loved to do that. So I, I do think that they should, you know, try to switch it up because if you think about it, it's really no split. Like you're closer to Florida than you are at Georgia. Right. So let's just uh, like alleviate all that. Hey, one year y'all play at Georgia, the other year we play the Swamp. Yeah, and of course you know the the big talk now is about the changing of the the schedule. Uh, you know in the SEC because you got Oklahoma and Texas coming in. You know in uh, 2025 I think is the the time they're supposed to come in. And so you know there, there's a lot of talk about changing the schedule. But I'm sure Georgia and Florida will still be that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. obviously they'll, they'll mm-hmm. still be that traditional uh, rivalry. Uh, the, you know, and I love to watch Georgia. I'm always a nervous wreck before these games, or and I am. You know, it's <laughs> like I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it. You know, <laughs> I'm always a nervous. I'm not a. I'm not a. You know, I'm always a nervous wreck. Now I'm confident in Georgia, but I'm always afraid. You know, that the other team's going to just you know, jump out there in the first quarter and, you know, George is going to make a bunch of mistakes and, oh, boy, you know, <laughs> and here we go. I can't imagine being a player on the sideline. But you know. uh, Now, it, you know, Tennessee's kind of rebuilding. There's some buzz around Tennessee. The game that a lot of people are, is to, uh, the, that a lot of people are talking about is Georgia and Mississippi State. Georgia going to Starkville and, you know, how did you? I'm sure you played in Starkville. Is that a tough place? They're all it, tough, but is that a tough place to play? Or you know, ordinarily, it, it it is. It is. And if I'm remembering, they had that cowboy, that oh, cowbell that yes. they would always ring, and I used to hate hearing that. <laughs> but anywhere in the SEC is a tough place to play. You mentioned Tennessee. I remember when I played. I, I believe in '09, and we had to go against Eric Barrett. And he caught an interception and the whole crowd went crazy. And I I think every I I can just go down the list and and name out, you know, some of the hardest place to play. And I'm going to say it's going to be the SEC. So I think I I believe if we just stick to our play defense, stick to your assignment and we stick together, we can beat anybody. It doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter when, we'll be able to beat any and everybody. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Now, tell me about uh, what you're doing these days. You know, you're, you've moved on from football. You know, you played uh, seven years in the NFL, had a, a good career in the NFL. Tell me about what you're doing these days. Well, thank you. Thank you. So right now I'm a builder, so I have a construction company. So I'm building residential commercial. I did a few properties last year, and then now I'm going to migrate. I'm going to migrate and start building subdivisions. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's really where my passion is right now. And then on the flip side, 
you know, you asked about that financial literacy course. I'm in a process of building that as well because I do believe that the board need to understand, you know, life insurance. They need to understand LLC. They need to understand the trust. They need to understand these things so they can better make better moves later down in the road. Cool. What about? Uh, are you still involved with Trench Academy and uh, and uh, that enterprise with helping uh, players develop? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's the gym that I part own in Tampa, Florida, and then we're gonna go to Vegas and open the same thing, do the same mm-hmm. concept. So yes, we want to train the guys, but we also want to train them mentally because I yeah. think there's more to life than ball. Yes, I'll give you everything that you need, the doctors, the nurses, you know, the trainers, but then, hey, let's sit down and talk. What's your plan? What's your goal? Because at some point, ball is gonna end, and I want you to continue to enjoy this life that God has given us. Yeah, yeah, you know, and just one other thing, uh, coming across my desk, uh, the the opportunity to interview some, some kids who are in junior high who have already received some offers to play major college football. Mm. I mean, we're talking, you know, eighth graders, ninth graders. I interviewed a rising junior in high school who's already committed to the University of Georgia. Did that happen back in your day? I mean, did, did were, were kids in no. middle school? And I mean, wow. You know, but they're developing so big and so fast now. Yes, 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 they are. Yes, they are. But like you said, we got to adapt. We got to adjust. These are the times now. So if we know that they're getting offered sooner, now that now we got to make sure that they understand what they need to do. Okay, so what do you want to go to school for? I think that they need that mentors to help them talk through that process, not just ball. I got you. I got you. Very important. Well, Orson, it's been good to have you with us today on our program. And uh, thank you for joining us on today's Sports Report. We're a presentation of UGA Football News on Facebook and Instagram. And it's good to have you with us. And I'm going to be right there with you, my man, pulling for those Bulldogs. Let's get it going. Let's get it, you know, and uh, let's do it again. We had so much fun last year. Let's do it again. (laughs) Let's do it again. Why not? Why not us? (laughs) All right, Dorson. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.